Dweegs? If, if virtual information. <laughs> if virtual information. Are, are we, we are, living a dream? Are we living in a simulation? Are we living in a dream? No. Are we living? I don't want to get dream? off. I don't want to get off topic. But since somebody brought that to the to the forefront, like that reality is a simulation. <laughs> I can't sleep anymore. The Mochi Mochi Podcast, the coolest cat. Just got a podcast with your hosts, Hayden, Zach, Tim, and our guest, Dustin. Dustin! <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. I've already twisted mine. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, dude. Glad to be here. Long time coming. Yeah, I know. We've been talking about this for how many months now? <laughs> I'm glad. Long time. <laughs> so, long time. what was the, what was the, I know we talked about it before, what was the first episode that you actually, like, listened to? The first episode. The first episode? The first so, we episode. dropped it, you're well, like... I think how it got me introduced into it was the little animation you guys did for like the Halloween thing, I think. Which was great. That was super funny. That so took I was like, a very long man, time this to is do. Funny. So this is when I first started listening to podcasts. And I was like, man, that's funny. I'm going to listen to those guys. So Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> a you. lot of like clip art. and uh, How yeah, long did long you time. spend on that animation? Probably too long. Too long. <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> very long time. It was really good. <laughs> I forgot that I made all Apple had that new update where they you could do like people's faces and do like the mouth talking, uh, and I made all of our characters, but I just oh never God. did any of oh, the yeah, animated. I remember that. That's hilarious. Anyway, anyway, back to Dustin. Already broken, but it's funny. The first thing Dustin says when he walks the door, he's like, "Man, this room is small." <laughs> so, <laughs> it looks so much bigger in video. It's huge, it man. It's huge. Can't yeah. you hear that echo? Yeah. There's <laughs> okay, really. the actually if we like flip the cameras around, it's just like lakes like fifteen <laughs> yep. feet down the hall. Huge monitor. You could just green screen cinema that camera. Wall. Green screen it and then you'll we just could. flip the cameras one day and it's just like a wall. I have a green screen downstairs. We thought about doing that, just putting a green screen behind us and we just be oh, yeah. in different spots. Yeah. Yeah. In like the funny. desert. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if my, my twenty foot one would go from you to the and oh, we, I think it. Would, I don't know. Yeah. This room's so Welcome big. Welcome to the Mochi Mochi Network. But anyway, Dustin, thank you for being on the podcast. No, thank you. There's guys a for lot me. of stuff that we need to talk to you because we've known you for a long time. And when I was talking to you today, prior uh, about the podcast, I was mm -hmm. like, so like going into like the podcast and how we've all known each other for almost a decade now. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Like. So since like Vineyard shows, which we had the same talk with like Hunter, Hunter's mm -hmm. the same way. Yeah. Vineyard is kind of like where most of this kind of started. That's why we, that's like the meeting point of like most people that we know of from the scene. My first kind of like question to you really is what were you doing before shows? Because you didn't play music. You didn't really do bands. And so I, I didn't really know you until you did Neck Deep. Um, oh, well, wow. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I knew him because of you, dude. Dustin was this like skater kid who was like the thing <laughs> ripping it up, dude. Yeah, that's so what I was good. Yeah, say. don't let him tell us. This is back when. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, sorry. So tell us, just tell us a little bit who <laughs> you are, Zach. He was up. a skater boy before <laughs> Nick Deeper Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I had skateboarding. Skateboarding is what I was doing before music or anything like that. But it the way it transitioned was um, I was skating with a bunch of friends from like Skate Shack back in the day. And then Shit. none of my friends really were into music. So I had like two friend groups. But then the fish came along and the fish had a skateboard. Yeah. So then obviously the fish died. And then 
we were able to go in and build the skate park. And then from there, I was like, okay. So I had two friend groups. So I had a friend or a friend group that would skateboard. And then I would go and like, hang out with all my friends at shows and stuff. Which like uh, that. the fish was like uh, a venue from, was it, where was the Birmingham? It was in McCullough. It was in McCullough. McCullough yeah. Which Tannehill. the fish yeah. is like one of the most, if, if you're like our age, mm-hmm. uh, cause no one really younger than 22. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, because we're all like twenty six and twenty seven, mm-hmm. so old. Yeah, we, I never went I'm, to the fish. I'm twenty five. Yeah, which is, which is so weird to me that you've I never, never went. been there. I never went either. You know oh my god, I never went to Cave Nine either. So these jumps over here. Oh, I went to Cave Actually, Nine. Whoa, the OG Cave, side. <laughs> Cave Ooh. Nine was one of our first shows. Dude, yeah, dude, half heart. Um, I saw uh, Arsonists get all the girls. Well, Arsonists get all the girls and uh, August Burns Red's yeah. first album at yeah. Cave Nine. Yeah, that I jumped up on stage during the Game of Life. I don't know. So, really so if yeah. y'all ever been in the Cave Nine, do you just know about it? Of I course. just know about that. So, and the fish. Cave, it's like, Cave Nine. You know legendary. the game Foursquare. Yeah, they had a Foursquare. Oh, yeah. in the middle of the area. Oh, I, yeah, I knew about they that. Had a Foursquare. Yeah, and then. Imagine four square times two. That's how big the venue was. It was tiny. yeah. I, I knew. I knew it was very very so, small. Imagine very small. hardcore bands, punk bands, metal bands, deathcore bands playing that venue. Mm-hmm. Oh my! No, now, is this the pictures, cloud nine yeah. up in Five Points? No, this is the one. Like yeah, uh, no, this is like the. It's you know where the Alabama Arts. It's right in the hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing pictures because somebody posted a, a friend of mine uh, posted a picture of when like in- Integrity played there. I want to say mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever saw like, the actual inside, and I was like, "It's very so, small, very small, very, but small. very cool." Even being like a teenager, it was really small. Yeah, like I saw 13, a lot of really 14. good bands play mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. It was, mom dropped me off, and mm-hmm. no, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Linda dropped me off. I had a lot of older friends growing up, so they were like, "Hey, you want to go to a show?" And I'm like, exactly. "Yeah," and I was like stepping away from the fish a little bit. You're like, eh, "Let's go to Cave Nine." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, what's that?" And then Completely we went. Different. And one of my first shows at Cave Nine was Half Art Ceremony and Swamp Thing. Can't remember if you was. Oh, I saw but... Trash Talk there too. Trash Talk played there. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw, that show I saw too. Casey Jones. Oh, yeah. Casey, I saw Casey yeah. Jones. Yeah, I, I, I'd heard about all these shows happening at this venue, but at this, I, I had older friends too. But I was one of the younger kids. I was also like skateboarding in mm-hmm. high school too. I was one of the younger kids who, like, if I asked them to go to a show, they'd be like, "Oh, I don't want to drag drag along this like younger kid." So I was never able to go. Mm-hmm. But once I was able don't to get my own them. car, I was able to go to. What'd you say? <laughs> I said they're lost. Yeah, whatever. It's true. Because I remember hearing about all these awesome shows and these bands that I was actually like starting to get into like punk and hardcore um, and even like older like, metalcore bands are playing. I really wanted to go. As soon as I got my own car, around the time I got my own car, I was going to like shows at like the Vineyard and stuff like that though. So you know, so just the kind of, so we showed them Cave 9, mm-hmm. The Fish. So The Fish is probably the coolest looking venue I've ever been to in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. It's very wide. Yeah, it's it's this huge warehouse. It was a church, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an right? inter- interchange. So interchange you would just church. walk in, and then there'd be this big area where you can pay. They put their merch, and then you go through this opening, and it's just this huge, huge warehouse all the way over, huge stage on the far back, and then there's more place for merch. Then they have a big like movie theater like you with the lights, you know where it says what? like sold out in the name of the artist. Yeah, they oh, would, yeah. They would yeah, have that, that right above like the bathrooms and stuff, and and they would. There's so much room, like you can never pack out that place. Yeah, I think the only time it was ever packed out was during Fish Fest. That which would make sense, but yeah. it was a it was a church. It was yeah, a so. Church. What happened to the venue? They just nixed well, it. The, the church got bought out by the Methodist Council. Mm. 
and then soon after that, they kind of split off, and then they were just kind of keeping it afloat, but they were doing it through the skate ministry. And then soon after that, they just kind of stopped. But the church broke off first. I feel like a lot of venues that were hosted through churches, that was the first thing to go when the church mm-hmm. was like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Property damage was a. Uh, I remember when we were doing Life liability. Church. Yeah, liability, yeah. too. Yeah. Life Church was like wild because like All In played every single Friday for $5 with Strike Zone, with, uh, <laughs> with, um, just all these bands, like people got hurt all the time. It's true, yeah. And so they cut that. They cut that real quick. Seeing I mean, plea for purging and all that stuff. There, the uh, the church right up the the road where uh, Laps, my friends in the hardcore band for a while called Laps, they practice at the Church of Gave. They had shows every now and again, and then like one kid got like knocked in the tooth, and then like his parents like lost it, and they stopped having shows there forever. Dang. So I mean, like for a church one, to have shows, tooth. Yeah, <laughs> for a church to have shows going on as long as they did for uh, even when like crazy stuff would happen. I mean, that's awesome of them for sure. It's not a lot of places would have had that. Yeah. The church we did the arc through, they let us do it because they pitched it to us. Hey, do all these bands and we'll raise this money for the youth ministry. And then how long did the arc last? Not uh, that long. Uh, three, sh- three or four shows. Because I- once we got into it, once... They started seeing. What was that? Uh, the light went. The light. I think well, the light died. Did. Um, Damn. Once the church saw all the money coming in, they held on to it and then used it for their own benefit. And so once we realized, hey, you're not doing it to better our youth group, our ministry, right. or whatever, we called it and backed out. Good on y'all, though. Yeah. So give me a second, and I'm gonna fix this. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's pause. <laughs> What were we talking about? Music venues? The fish? Yeah. You were talking about the Ark. The cave? Oh, yeah. They just took our money. And that's back when people still hated our reckoning. Oh, yeah. That's back. That's like right when you guys were like, hey, we're sponsored by Tom's. And we're like, dude, that's so cool. And you're like, but not really. We only get like a 3% discount. And Philip Philip, (laughs) bought those t-shirts, like Uproar, Uproar, and like MySpace people. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Philip Philip bought like some of those. They'd be sponsored. I'm just thinking of those quotes so, from then. Which is a good transition in my book to how YouTube pretty much mm-hmm. uh, and the beginning stages of what y'all are kind of known for mm-hmm. and the entire scene when it comes to people is from that show, we talked with Hunter about him making the t-shirts for um, Keep uh, Your Guard. Take, keep Your Guard. And that was like the first like shirts that Zach really done for someone. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how he just charged forty bucks, but <laughs> I didn't make any money on. It. But that wasn't the point. Either. Yeah, you just wanted to do it. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was so, screen printing. I had bought a uh, a uh, screen print kit from Michaels. Oh yeah, Speedball, <laughs> and just like squeegeeing these like Walmart T-shirts for Keep Your Guard. They loved them. They thought they were I great. Have one of they those. sold like all of those. Yeah, too. yeah. I think I have a red one. What was that? I don't know if it was later on, but it's like a really big like stacked logo. Mm-hmm. I didn't do I that one. I did the one. It's like a Spartan looking thing. Yeah, I don't think I had that one. I had a like a later one. Nah, one good times. Yeah. It was pretty rough. <laughs> pretty rough. Yeah, shout out John and all those guys. Yeah. But no, those were my first t shirts. Yeah. Uh, my first like introduction. And from that, I'm like, dude, I love doing this. And uh, that's when I found that local screen, uh, screen print shop. I yeah. applied for that. And um, 
I don't think I was doing my own thing though. This is way before LCY ever. You did uh, Alabama Hardcore. When did then, the, you did, yeah. then you did Honest Fight. That. Yeah, and I remember you did, Honest uh, Fight. Dude, yeah, let's talk about fight. that. Let's talk about that. Because well, boxing glove. Yeah, that yeah. was Because this, yeah. this is during you, too. Yeah, so yeah. And, this, is, this is around the same startup time. And the good thing about it is, like, y'all are, y'all are the only ones that know about that process, like, to mm-hmm. a T. So y'all can, like, really dive deep into that mm-hmm. kind of, like, subject versus, like, us. Because we, I know how he does it, but mm-hmm. I don't know, like, all the struggles and, like, you know, issues you go through mm-hmm. with kind of making t-shirts other than like watching Zach uh, lose feeling in his thumbs pressing the LCY <laughs> hoodies we did. Yeah, about like, yeah. yeah, that was, uh, well, that was, I just love the creative process of making, just creating something. And then to me, I was young. I'm like, dude, screen printing, dude, make your own t-shirts to be badass. It's so that cool. Was it, it is cool. So, so, like, so yeah. I, after I got the job at the screen print shop, the owner was like, hey man, if you got any ideas, you run away with it. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. He's like, you'll you'll print for me during our time. Right. But then after hours, whatever you got, just do what you want. Yeah. And uh, so I'd played around with some honest fight ideas, but I don't think I was like fully committed in it, and I didn't like put the time into it to push it to ever make it do anything. Right. And so I did those. Uh, it's funny that you bring up the Alabama hardcore shirts because I got a lot of flack doing those shirts really yeah that's what tim has told can, me a little bit I about that i can see why though i can see why there was a lot of negativity around that time yeah a lot yeah. of like new and like older people that were like into hardcore music that were just like oh no that's mm-hmm. stupid like why are you doing that but i'm like dude it like cares to me i thought point. it was so cool because yeah. i was like i could do the uh it, it, for anybody who doesn't know i i printed these black t-shirts that said alabama hardcore on the front and on the back it said birmingham 205 and it was supposed to be a Birmingham, Huntsville, and Tuscaloosa. And I'd only released the Birmingham ones, and they, they sold out like that. Yeah. I was like, damn. And then I used that money to go to the beach on. <laughs> I blew it all. <laughs> but then I got back, I'm like, well, shit, I'll, I'll, I'll print some more. And so I did, and that's when I got caught wind, and people were like, you know, this, you're just like taking advantage of the scene, you're taking advantage of Alabama hardcore. But to me, I was like, you can't coin the phrase, like, have a nice day. How do you coin the phrase Alabama Hardcore? I'm like, and it was supposed to be, like I said, all these three. I should have done the Tuscaloosa one because I had crimson yeah. red and white oh, yeah. on black with Tuscaloosa. And it's just, it's probably people who were just, like, didn't think you were, like, like legit, like you were, like, you're real because you didn't really go to shows that much yeah, at, to a certain extent. backing out at that and, time. Uh, but I found, cares, man. I found, um, I found a it's notebook cool. a couple of weeks ago that had sketches in it. Because I'd planned out this thing as like Alabama Hardcore would be badass. Um, because we had this is the time that the Ark was thriving. We still had the Firehouse was they had shows all the time, right. and then the Forge was like yeah. at its peak. Best. I was like, we'll do Alabama Hardcore on the front, and then the back will be like a picture of the venue. And so each venue would have their own shirt, and the proceeds would go to that. Yeah. And I had sketched up this website, it'd be alabamahardcore.com, and you'd go to it, and it'd have all the venues, it'd have a short little write-up about it, the directions, um, um, and phone number and stuff, and then it'd have its own, like, Facebook widget. So anytime they posted events, it would be right there. Yeah. Then I came to find out, I was like, well, there's a website called Bands in Town that does oh, yeah. that, does that already. Is it, is it so it's pretty much just, like, um, knocked up where they're trying to make the website... 
for all their porn clips, but yeah, yeah, uh, but I, I was like, <laughs> Mr. Well, Teeth or whatever. Grow it's into like because also at this time we were MySpace was huge. We're kind of transitioning into Facebook, really. But I had gotten into making a lot of the flyers for a lot of the local shows. I was like, that'd be badass too. Do Alabama hardcore and then just print the flyer on the back, and then whatever sells, put that money to the venue or to the bands that play that night. But after I started getting all this flack back, I was like, okay, I don't really want to get into this. And I've only I ever heard out. of that. Like, and Tim has told me that, like, because of you, weren't really too into the scene. Like, or did what were people saying that was just like that bad? Were they just like kind of calling you out or being like because they thought you were yeah, using the money like, for your your own benefit? And it was like because the the scene that's had changed. Not, that's not that's not that's not new to hardcore at all people using that 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 money for their own benefit at all right like so for the people to give you shit about that that's stupid but i get it because at the time of doing the first batch that i sold it was us yeah and um you know jordan and his whole crew and the people that we knew that were now no longer kind of transitioning out of I don't know what it was if maybe the venues were just falling off or the bands weren't that good or there was just too much drama there's probably people that wore those bold shirts all the time that just a regular shirt that just says bold and bold letters with an underline on it it's probably those people see i don't even remember that <laughs> it's a lot of older people that's for a sure. band it, I, I feel like it was a lot of more of like the cave nine crowd that didn't really go to the forge or because cave nine died and then it went to green cup and then it went to like some random place like by the train tracks mm-hmm. and then after that it just died and then it was the forge yeah but it was a lot of this older people and then like within the two year two two three years time span of it dying that people were like catching a lot of flack and yeah. yelling and screaming and being like no screw you guys yeah but, oh, that was it and I, I was like okay you know i can take a hint i mean i get it i would i, I might have felt the same way being someone who was in the scene it's like well who's printing all these t-shirts i don't know just some guy so so which is which is it's really funny that Zach is telling about that and getting flack. And Dustin, we know you definitely, <laughs> we definitely know you got a little bit of flack with Neck Deep. I did. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of explain yeah, how. So how did you get into like screen printing and stuff? Yeah. And um, then all the way from, to. Yeah, start from the beginning. The very beginning kind of, of everything. All yeah, the, man. And then course, to, yeah, to what you do now. Wow. You're our guest, There's man. Go lot. for it. Yeah. I've never told the story. <laughs> well, not all the way through. So. Do you have a little bit more, Zach, you want to talk to you about before he gets into it? (laughs) No, I'll have some questions before he jumps into what he's currently doing today. Because I want to talk about uh, Battlegrounds. Was it Battlegrounds or Battleground? The skate skate. I want to talk about that. Skate shop, skate park. Yeah, we can totally jump into that because I I had a huge part in that and like Mm -hmm. the the rise and the fall of it. Mm -hmm. So. Because that was so cool being. It was awesome. This is the time I worked at the Vestavia Skate Park Mm -hmm. and Battleground was like. The up and coming, uh, like it was, because it was indoor. Every time it rained or it was cold or anything, yep, people just came yep. in, and we were there all the time. I had a key, so like if someone wanted to come skate, and it was like that's sick. a Sunday late night, someone just wanted to come skate or whatever, we would get a group of people, have like a group text, and just be like, "Hey, come skate! I've got a key." Very a group cool. text. Go there and hang out till Very two cool. a.m. and party and go on. I just remember you doing the big mural on the wall. Oh yeah, and then we'll get got to that. We'll get to that. So anyway. <laughs> Creatively, what was your push to start wanting to do like a clothing line or a? I think uh, skateboard graphics. I think like being in skateboarding, seeing uh, other big brands like Toy Machine and stuff like that, like creating all these like really cool skateboard graphics. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I've always drawn and stuff. So I was like, 
it would be really cool to just like make my own stuff and like sell it to my friends and you know all my friends like have a piece of it take home with them right. or whatever so um i think it was 10th late 10th 11th grade i um decided to start night deep and i used to uh, just like screw around in computer class and, like get on big cartel and scroll through all these mm-hmm. like new upcoming bands and brands that are just like yeah. producing all their own content i was like okay i'm gonna take it slow i'm gonna try to you know figure this out on my own so i got my first macbook and just kind of learn from there, like how to use Illustrator and use like a Wacom tablet. And I eventually just threw it away because I couldn't learn how to do it. <laughs> so I would just like um, draw stuff and trace it into like a scanner and then like go in and use the pen tool and just took forever. And then from there, I would do, um, I did a lot of freelance work for like bands and stuff for a while. Like mm-hmm. I did some stuff for issues, stuff that like never got printed. Oh, that was yeah. when Jake Vinson was uh, in the band okay. when they first started. That's pretty cool though. And, um, so I did that for a while and, um, I made a portfolio and tried to get a job like downtown, like doing design. And after that, I was like, no, like, I don't want to do like freelance work for anybody else. I kind of sort of work for myself. Right. So, um, I did. So how old are you at this point? This is, I'm 17 years old. Yeah. 17, 18 years old. So this is when I'm working. I was working at Starbucks and I was co-oping. And then shortly after that, I worked for CCS for a while. What? Yeah, I worked for CCS oh, for about the, uh, the gallery. Uh, yes, half R-I-P. a year maybe. R-I-P. Yeah, I worked for half a year. They still email me. So many people. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? yeah. Still get their. Do they emails. still have catalogs. They yeah, I guess that? so. I don't, I don't know. Get do they? So yeah, many people they work there me. that I know, and it was and they, people would work there, and they'd work like a shift a week or something. Oh, it shit. sucked. <laughs> it was bad. Um, I remember like going in there and I caught a lot of beef with like all the faith guys for like, oh, you're working at CCS. Mm, right. like, no, I just want to work there because like I want to learn retail. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I wanted to get the retail experience. I want to know what right. it feels like to work retail. Never did it. I didn't want to work at like Abercrombie because that's kind of lame. I was yeah. like, I want to work somewhere where I would like Which to work. Which is a little bit cooler for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I get yeah. that. Yeah. So I worked there and um, got fired. And then um, oh, dang. that's oh. around the time where like neck deep kind of like took off i'm Mm -hmm. like yeah this is good like selling i was like selling stuff to all my friends in school Mm -hmm. so like they would come to school with money and i would like sell shirts out of my locker that's cool i got in trouble for that (laughs) and (laughs) dude um, it's the grind man you gotta do what you and i wasn't in it for the money i was i was for a second because i didn't make any money at ccs or starbucks really i made enough to pay my bills and pay my macbook payment that i had through best buy that was it Mm -hmm. that's all the money i made so um i think about Six months, seven months after that, that's when Neck Deep like became a band. Oh yeah, and then and they like they took off like immediately. I saw their stuff on Tumblr because I used to post on Tumblr all the time. Like with the brand, I would get like a lot of reviews and stuff through it. And they were like the Tumblr band. I know they were like the Tumblr pop punk band. So I saw their stuff. I'm like, oh, don't be scared. Like it'll be okay. Like they're from the UK. I don't have anything to worry about. And then they got booked in a show with a Dater member in Acala, Florida. Yeah. So then shortly after that, they got signed with Hopeless Records. Yeah, they got big. So then all my friends were like, oh, what are you going to do? You know, and then I'm like super discouraged. I don't know what to do. So I kind of just like laid off a little bit. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So like I released a few more t-shirts. At this time, I've already quit CCS and all that stuff. So I started working for a print shop. It's called New Republic Printing. They're actually teamed up with Faith now downtown. Like they have yeah, their own little wow. spot with them. That way they can save money and don't have to pay as much rent and stuff like that. So I worked for this guy named Steve, super cool dude. And uh, he would let me print my shirts for basically free. I would just buy the blanks and then print my stuff like free ink fees and all that stuff. Sick. So it helped me out a lot. I was able to 
Pernama stuff, and then he also did a lot of hardcore bands mm-hmm. like uh, God, I can't remember Gideon at all. Uh, we didn't do Gideon stuff. We did a lot of um, I can't remember the bands. A lot of like touring. We did Slapshot. Oh really? We did some Slapshot shirts. I don't know if they were genuine mm-hmm. shirts, but I know that we did a lot of Slapshot stuff. Um. I can't remember any of the bands for some reason right now, but it was really cool working there. It was just like, obviously it's very tiring and mm-hmm. like my wrist wanted to give up on me. That's what day. I hear about. It's a sweatshop. Yeah. And really? I, yeah. I got paid like below minimum wage yeah. and I was driving an hour to Pelham and then an hour home every day that I worked and I was working like four days a week wow. and maybe five hours a day. So it was tiring and I was only in it for myself really because I got to print myself for free. So to avoid any legal issues with the band and like hopeless records, like finding out that they, you know, like teamed up and stuff. Um, I just quit neck deep altogether. And all my friends are like, why'd you do that? Like you could have ran with it. I'm like, no, like they're blowing up. They just released like a new record. And, um, there was so much like flack on me for all that because everybody was like, Oh, you stole the name from them. And I'm like, no, I didn't. People have no idea because it, I, I was doing it for so long before them mm-hmm. that I would, I mean, I, I'd planned it like six months before I even made my first shirts. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes you water, feel man. better. Uh, Philip can, uh, um, Philip can, you know, validate this. I actually came up with the name Skype before it was a thing too. Really? You mm-hmm. told me about that. It was my Skype. World of Warcraft Skype. character when I was nine years old. Skype. Huh. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Came up with Skype. Still, Still his gamer tag and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Skype V. Yeah. Skype V. Hell yeah. So the rise of Neck Deep, did you see an increase in business? And then people were like, whoa, this isn't even band merch. Was, did um, that ever happen? Yeah, yeah. So I remember a few people were like kind of latching on because I was still in Big Cartel. Mm-hmm. So also was the band at the time. So they were like selling their own merch and then I was selling my stuff. And then I had a few people that would buy my stuff and then email me and be like, hey, this isn't band merch. Like, this isn't from the band. I want a refund. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't do anything about it. And I'm like, right. So I was, I mean, it was pretty upsetting because I'd started something that I wanted to roll with and something I was like kind of working on and meaning for. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of plummeted. But right. A very is, unique position to be in because you could have run with it until legal kicked in. And like, exactly. Taking all your and profit. Like, what are the odds of like that happening? That's very slim and, and the fact that it does happen yeah. i feel like that could be very discouraging but you definitely went in like the fact that you kept going is really really cool yeah it's just, it's just funny because i didn't want to start a brand with like some like well-known name like mm. I, I didn't really want it to mean anything it was just kind of like a learning curve for me so neck deep came from the song from title fight their first mm-hmm. record so like I was listening to it and I was like, oh, that's a cool name. Like I'll just do that. And I, like I wrote it like down. Like I had like a, a book of like all these names I wanted to do for a brand, and I wrote it down. I was like, I like the way that looks. It I like, like how it's like four letters, four letters. I can stack it. I can yeah. do anything I want to with it. It really doesn't have a meaning. And um, yeah, it, it sucked. It, it was perfect because it was around the time where people were doing like Drop Dead and yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Fit no, right yeah, into and Drop Dead was a, yeah, it was clothes. that was definitely an inspiration for me. Like I had so many inspirations and like I just wanted to be super simple. I wanted to cater to the skateboarding and music crowd. And at that time, I was in the cars and I'm like, ah, I don't want to do a car brand this dumb, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it stunk. 
And I, I remember getting, um, I talked to Danny Abasi. He's the drummer for Neck Deep. We talked for a little bit and he was like super into Gideon. This is like before their rise. Okay. And, oh yeah. Uh, we were talking and chatting and stuff like that. And he was like, ah, oh, it's so cool that you're doing your thing. It's Neck Deep. And I'm like, ah, oh, so cool. You're doing your thing and drummer for this band. And then they go on tour and kick it off. And they're like touring with like Saru Safar. And, yeah. Dude, it sucks. So I took a year off. I took a year off and I was like super discouraged. I didn't want to do anything. I think I was just doing freelance design work for like just bands and like random people that I could like, I would go on these websites like uh, Mentees when it was around Mm -hmm. and they had these like articles where you could go through and like pick out people that you wanted to design for because they were like looking for work. Oh, hey, we need this shirt and this logo design for our band. And you would do it for like 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I would do that for a while. And then finally... I hated how people would like kind of direct me with like my style. Oh. So I quickly was like, no, like I don't want to be directed. I want to do my own stuff and sell my own stuff. So that's how Okido kind of came about. I, say, I, I still like the, uh, the Halloween neck deep. That's the thing. That's my favorite. Show oh yeah. Did. The tie dye. Yeah. With the, uh, with the, the lantern, the skull. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Print, yeah those one. are the first shirts that I printed at the, uh, print shop. Yeah. I, cause I, I, I remember like when you did like, you did the because Odd Future got really big, and then oh, you did yeah. that shirt that like yeah. yeah. I Speak, remember when that I happened. sold I sold the or I sold those exclusively at that um that hardcore festival, and I remember like a few a few people I won't mention because I don't want to say any names, but a few people I know now that would be like oh that's so stupid like you're dumb or like wouldn't have anything to do with me like bought shirts from me at that hardcore Ooh. festival. What now, suckers? Yeah, and now. They don't have anything to do with me, so screw you. <laughs> still got your money. <laughs> yeah, still got your money. But it, it's kind of crazy how, like, like all this stuff, like, I think any company is like that, though, where, mm-hmm. like, like you, you had this very good beginning, and you thought it was very promising. Mm-hmm. Nah, bitch. <laughs> Something happens really drastically. It happens, And then man. just, mm-hmm. you, you have to sit back and figure out, like, what am I going to do now? And then when you come back, it's just mm-hmm. super strong. It was a definite line of like, like you've got to do this again. Like you had a good following. You can do this. You have the power creative to do it. in general. Yeah. And like, I, I'm not the type of person to just kind of sit there and not do anything. I like doing things on my own and being like pretty genuine about it. So it was cool to jump back in it and then actually jump back in it and then have a following again. Like yeah. it's like no one left. During that break, is that when you really started getting into cars? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you I still had the, the money. Are you still at the print shop during this time too? Still at the print shop. No. I think I just left the print shop. I quit. Okay. This is so I was printing my shirts there and then Neck Deep came to an end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I here? Yeah. Like, why am I here still? Gone. I, yeah. So I'm benefit. like, I'm like, ah, nah, screw this. I'm going to leave. So that's why I got the job at Chase Base. I like posted a Facebook status. I was like, hey, like looking for a job. This is after I met Chase um, at like an import alliance in 20. 12 i think so this is like right out of high school so right out of high school is when i started my new job at chase base and i've been there for about almost five years so what is chase base chase base is a business that specializes in i guess to put it to all like the viewers and listeners and stuff um we specialize in 
fluid transfer products for like race cars and drag cars and mostly drifting and stuff related. So like Mm -hmm. if you're putting an engine in like a 240 and you want like new brake lines and like a power steering kit, you want to like redo all this stuff and pretty up the bay and make it look nice and like presentable and not like so cluttered. That's what we specialize in. Right. Zach, you could do that. Could I? <laughs> yeah, you probably buy yourself because you're just so handy and do everything. <laughs> you just gotta figure it out. Oh, man. new brake lines. Well, when oh, you, yeah, yeah watch a video YouTube. on YouTube to do that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> YouTube is your friend. <laughs> Google is your friend. I'm telling when you. When I when I first started working for him, we were we were strictly just doing wiring harnesses, and we did like a few other like brake lines and fender well lines and stuff for like certain cars. But it was only through another company, mm-hmm. and then we brought all that stuff in house and then ditched wiring. Gotcha. And then that's when we just blew up. Yeah, I mean, it started so fast. I, I worked there, and then maybe half a year later um, of working there, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to start like a brand that's centered around cars. And um, at first, it was just like throw a banner on like a car and then watch the followers come in and throw another banner on a car and watch the followers come in. So it started out kind of like that, and then we made like stickers and air fresheners and a few other mm-hmm. things and um dude it blew yeah up. it started i it, it was so when like, the algorithm was good yeah whoa like i was like oh holy shit like it just mm-hmm. it i mean up. all you talk about I, all i ever see you really talk about is like orders mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. like all yeah. i ever see you talk yeah. about now lately it's been mind. slow but i i have so much like back stock and stuff i have to get rid of that mm-hmm. I'm I'm like struggling to get more inventory. I have the money to do it, but I don't have room for yeah. it. So that's the fun part, though. I know to me, that's the coolest yeah. part. Like, like damn, yeah, got <laughs> too much stuff and enough money. Like, yeah, well, that's why we attend shows and stuff, and we we'll, like travel. We went to Daytona and we went to Atlanta shortly after that, and uh, just set up a tent and like do like fifteen hundred, two grand in a day, and go home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I right, sold all that stuff. Cool. Now on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So are you doing, you're at Chase Base, are you doing graphics for them? What are you doing? Um, uh... So when I first started at Chase Base, um, I was doing strictly video work. Mm -hmm. So we would do like video install guides for people that would like send in emails and be like, hey, I don't know how to install this product. You know, kind of like you go on Amazon, it's like, hey, like, I don't know how this works. And then like, Mm -hmm. someone's already answered that question. So it kind of helps in emails. So I started doing that. We did a few like um, different cards or we would install like brake lines and fuel line kits and stuff like that and I would do voiceovers so I would like step in we we would like video the whole thing and then I would go back in and script it and then I would like talk to a mic like this like a little blue mic and I would be like put this line on this thing (laughs) and then dude like it worked like people would like we someone would send in an email and be like hey I don't know how to install this and we just send in the video and like oh it's cool thanks like people are so visual that they want to see like hands on like how this product works and all this stuff. So did that. And then we ditched wiring. We uh, ditched a few guys, like got rid of them. And then um, we started doing in-house stuff after we moved from West End to downtown Birmingham to the fourth Avenue spot. So um, quickly after that, it just grew so so much that um, I was stuck doing so much on the back end, like actually assembling products and like shipping orders and stuff that Mm -hmm. it's taken four years until now to actually jump back into media marketing design. Oh, wow. So I'm just now getting back to where I was originally hired for. Okay. Well, that's, it's taken so long. <laughs> I, I didn't know up until now. I thought Chase Bays was, I'd Bank. seen on his website, he mm-hmm. sold different parts and stuff, but I mm-hmm. thought it was like a 
don't take this the wrong way. I thought it was like a drift company. And I thought it, you it were there. It technically is. Yeah. Is it? Okay. I mean, we, we cater mostly towards drifting. Okay. So um, a lot of times, like, if you're building a car, you want to redo a lot of the stuff that you have. So when you think drifting, you think like handbrake and like brake lines and like all these different things. So like we actually make a handbrake now, like an aftermarket handbrake that you can <laughs> install in your car and then like a line kit that it's you can like run to the rear and stuff like that. So, Dang, that's cool. and it's actually yeah. like one of our number one hits now. Like we sell so many of them Okay, and it's like a super sleek, like it's like, I would say it's best on the market because it's like easier to hide and you can't like, I don't know. It just looks cool. It sounds like it's something that would be very unique, but I mean, yeah. it sounds like a high volume is being yeah. sold of it. Like, Drifting's like growing. It's weird. I was big into it in high school, but I knew I would never have the money to like pursue it. And then the same thing with just like modifying cars. Never had the money. I could barely afford a skateboard. Right. So like, if I broke it, I'm like, I gotta wait till the next paycheck. And I'm like, fifty dollars for a skateboard. Like, yeah. how? So then that's how Neck Deep started. Really, it's like right. I didn't have money. I needed like the things that I wanted to like pursue hobbies and stuff. So, so Okie Doke, it's it's growing now. Mm-hmm. And then it's to a point to where Chase Space, they know about it. They can't not know about it. Yeah. Do they mind? Yeah. I guess they're cool with you doing, yeah, do your yeah, own stuff on the side. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, they don't mind. That's yeah, cool. It doesn't, yeah. I don't think it, it hurts their business. If anything, it helps their business because right. now he's a, a personality and also like he's, and that's I mean, big. you're slapping on every yeah. single car, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, not, not technically. I, I kind of just like, at first it was that way. But I didn't want it to be like a slap in the face to everybody and be like, oh, well, you know, to be a part of our crew, you've got to rip a sticker and all this <laughs> right. stuff. So I saw a lot of these brands. <laughs> already, a lot of these brands that I've, I've seen like come and go, they're gone because they did that. They would like shove it in your face and be like, all right, well, if you want to be a part of our team, you have to put the sticker on your car and you can't have anybody else's sticker on your car. No, bitch. No, I just only salt yeah. life on my, my car. Only Salt Life? Yeah. yeah. I'm down with it. In this house, we only <laughs> represent uh, LCY. Nobody else, bitch. <laughs> uh, before we get into the next part of the podcast, before we get into the next part Sponsors. of the podcast, we're going to do a sponsor. But. So at this point, you start at Chase Base. Is this when you start getting into cars and wanting to start modifying cars? When did that kick in? Because I feel like that has a lot to do with your brand now. Is um. I mean, is it a car brand? Is it a clothing? Um, what would you? I would say now that uh, streetwear eh, or whatever. I would say it was just still a streetwear brand because, mm-hmm. like, I don't want. I mean, cars are like a heavy. Or I would say it like this. I would say that anything that I'm interested in, my brand is. So cars, yeah, music, totally. streetwear, whatever it is, because like if I make it towards one thing only a certain amount of people are going to buy it. Right. Yeah. And it's not really about that, but I want all of my interests to kind of influence other people. And then it'd also be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'll buy a shirt, whatever. Yeah. So you want sure. an LCY shirt? Because I have a bunch of those that yeah. I'm never going to sell to anyone. I love one. Okay. You okay. still have hoodies, right? Do not have hood. No, dude. Hoodies is what everybody wants. Everyone's like, I want an LCY hoodie, but I don't want the one that you have. I want a, a new one. He was that's thinking like completely of, different. He was thinking of printing these designs right here, these never cool and whatever that yeah. Zach designed on a hoodie, oh, yeah. just to be like, like, like almost like this big on how this hoodie is. Yeah. And I was like, I'd wear that every day. I'd wear it. I mean, it's yeah. sick if, as hell. If man. you want to pay for it, go for it. I mean, I yeah. has a job. One, one out of one, rare. I'm really upset that Zach's leaving in like. Oh, that's right. Three hours, like Shun. twenty-four days. Shun, <laughs> yeah. Go live, me. go live your life. Look at me. I feel the love. I can feel it. We're gonna miss you, Zach. 
I can feel it. Anyways, back to Dustin with uh, the history of Okie Doke. Yeah, because I want to talk about, too, at what point did you start? Um, because you just did a huge car show in Atlanta or something? Yeah, we went to a car show in Atlanta. It was Stan Station. So Stan okay. Station is a big car blog. We'll start off as a car blog, and it's like a huge Instagram page where they repost Stan Station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that. they um, created their own series of uh, car events. And they last year they did one in Atlanta, and we went. And then this year we went to one in Atlanta. It's really fun. They're very, very selective about like who gets in and who doesn't. So oh, wow. But so you selected you've, like maybe 50 You've done cars. your own here in Birmingham, mm-hmm. haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't do one this year, but um, we did one last year and the year before. So how is it coming to be like, I want to do this, I want to put on this event, that kind of process? Of- Birmingham doesn't have it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Birmingham doesn't have a car scene. So like We're starting hip-hop. a car-like brand in Birmingham has been hard, but I've also been able to like visit different cities and like kind of you know spread the word about the brand also through you know social media and stuff, but... um. I don't know. I I take um, it I take it just like hip hop is in a way. Yeah, like there's like, we have David Jones. That's like <laughs> that's yeah, like the person yeah. who nobody does. really would book hip hop shows in Birmingham at well, all. I would I would kind of I would put it against like kind of being like an up and coming band. Mm-hmm. Like okay, I have this band. I want to you know play these shows. Well, there's only a select amount of venues. There's a select amount of shows here, so it's kind of hard to like get the name out. So yeah, you got to like, pick the big cities that yeah, make the most money. Exactly. So you have to like go to these other cities and stuff to kind of spread the word about your brand or band or whatever it is. So like with here, I have my friends and stuff that are into cars and like the stuff that I do. But other than that, like no one buys anything from me. Right. No one. So like I have to sell my stuff online to people in California and Canada and New Zealand and Australia and like Florida, like all these big places that have a car following or, you know, we're into car events or car shows or whatever it is that they're into. But, um, I've learned pretty quickly that it's hard to have a following here in Birmingham, but that's why I started the uh, style driven events. The first and the second year is so that we can kind of get a feel of like, who would come to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Like do people think of Birmingham as like a, a pretty good city to go to. And mm-hmm. they were nice events, but I think that after the last one that we did, that we probably won't do it again. I may do it again, but we spent so much money and just right. didn't get anything in return. So yeah. well, you never know. You got to put yourself out. Quick there. question. Um, I've been, I've been trying to figure out this for like forever. Obviously you see the, uh, the LCY mm-hmm. like, cloth flag i have here where the hell do you go to make flags like this i've been trying to figure out for years how to make china 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 you just online you just upload your thing and then to anyone that is listening if you go to alibaba.com and you make and you make an account you can literally make and buy anything you want to on there so i was like hey i want to get them by the way i was like hey i want to get nabori flags made so I was like trying to find a supplier in the U.S. and no one makes them because like they're like a Japanese style yeah. flag. So I went to China. Well, I didn't actually go there. Yeah, I flew to China. You probably make some good money over there. Yeah. <laughs> what does this say? <laughs> I just got on there and messaged a few people that um, had because you know how it works. I'm sure you know how it works. Mm-hmm. You get on there and you see photos of like products and like brands that you know, and you're like, 
I know where these brands got their stuff made. Yep. So I was like, oh. So I saw a picture of Gretty. Gretty is like a manufacturer of like import parts for like cars that I drive and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, oh, they made flags for Gretty, like this reputable Japanese brand. I'm going to message them. So I did. And they were like, hey, 25 cents a flag. But I had what? to get, I had to get, there's a 150 made. Yeah, there's that ain't made. nothing though. So I'm like, holy crap. And get all these flags made. So I had 25 of like a sticker design that I had. Yeah. And then I had 25 of those made. And then I did um, four of each color for style driven. That way I could sell them at the event and just make buttloads of profit for them. So that way we can like pour it back into the brand. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, you just go on Alibaba. And like I get, we get air fresheners through there. This is like a trade secret. I'm like sharing all the trade secrets but for brands. I mean, I guess it. I mean, but I, I mean, know, it's different for the website. Yeah, if you can't get it for like a good price, and like I get like the whole like, oh, you get stuff made in China. It's not made in the USA. Like I'm not buying from you. It's right. like, dude, how Every, am I supposed to make money? We drive Hondas, bitch. Yeah, I drive a Ford. <laughs> I drive a Land Cruiser. <laughs> I don't, now that I'm looking at that, we did. <laughs> I drive a Suburban. Tim Bob, you uh, you hang the flag backwards hell yeah <laughs> it's like the wrong side yeah so we're gonna make some lunch every once tonight yeah um also when we do like certain things and we're like not certain with the company that we're working with we'll do samples and they make you pay like obscene amounts for samples mm-hmm. yep. so we got one like air freshener maybe like a certain scent that i wanted to like nail um and i had to like i bought like these like scents or whatever from like michael's like uh, essential oils and like tried to mix my own scent together and then we were going to get a sample made from china it was like 120 dollars for one air freshener sprayed mm-hmm. with the custom scent that i wanted just to test it and i'm like ah, not worth it yeah because i mean like in the long run i could make that money back but it's like 125 dollars for one air freshener right. what if it's not right yeah yeah then i'm probably to never gonna try the scent again yeah so if you're like a a million dollar company yeah uh, then it, yeah so the investment would be worth it 100 percent. and yeah. i mean it i mean technically it would be now it would be worth the investment i probably still will do it i just haven't like you know this is like a lately type thing that i've been like working with but uh yeah it's expensive it's so sick man just to like just to see just what it become and like in all or in like over like a decade almost mm-hmm. like just to to see what two different sides of people making like t-shirts and like the community and the local scene because mm-hmm. no one else in the scene does anything like that not that i know of no, i mean there's probably some new companies and there's like a bunch of like birmingham type brands that are like but not I one guy Birmingham. doing it yeah yeah, yeah, not like that. I do everything. Yeah. Everything's done by me. Like, design, I mean, printing's not done by me anymore, but I have a few, like, outsources for stuff like that. But That's what I loved about LCY. We looked at, because I shortly, after joining the print shop, I was there for about a year, mm-hmm. and I went in for a raise, and the guy was like, can't do it. I'm like... It's hard for a print shop. Yeah. yeah. I understand. Yeah. And then I left, that's when I left to go work for the AV company, mm-hmm. but then I bought all my own... Uh, printing equipment to do LCY, and for me that was the that's the funnest part is I love seeing a shelf with all the T-shirts that I hand oh, printed, yeah. and even still I see Honest Fight stuff somebody's mm-hmm. wearing, and I'm like, I hand printed that. Like yeah. I, I saw a guy. It's, it's cool to that. see and like appreciate. It's like, wow, 
Mm-hmm. Like people will send me pictures all the time mm-hmm. of like shows like in California. It's like, hey, I spotted your T-shirt. I'm like, do you still get? Do you still see cool. like neck deep stuff? I do. Around? I actually, uh, not too long ago, uh, me and my girlfriend went to Plato's closet. I think no we way. saw a neck deep shirt in Plato's. No way. So it's like, what? Like it's been. It's five been. years. It's it's, it's been, been that many. Sorry, it's going <laughs> um, in. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going in. But um, yeah, it's 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 cool, and it, it it allows me to kind of step back for a second, and be like, I did that. It's because like, I mean, designs can take you know something simple like that, for instance, like that took a long time, but it was it was a rendition of like. 50 other logos that i actually just picked one it was like mm-hmm. this is simple enough i can roll with it and i can use it for at least 10 years and it'd be okay yeah, no, yeah. i'm with you i was excited when yeah. he did honest fight uh i remember my first year at best buy saw a guy walk in with the uh, honest fight crew neck yeah and i was like i was like dude my friend made that crew neck he's like oh that's cool I was like, he definitely bought it at a Plato's Closet right, or yeah. something. They, they don't know. They don't yeah, care. they had no clue. Oh, I was like, I don't know who you are. You definitely yeah. didn't buy that from Zach. Yeah. And like, um, and I remember like his signs of like the boxing gloves and stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was really yeah, excited yeah. for a lot of stuff he was going to do. And then even with LCY, like we had like all these, like we had a lot of ideas because we have, I just come up with names. Like I would be writing lyrics to songs and during writing lyrics to songs, we'll come up with like, all kinds of things. Like I, I thought about coming up with a clothing line called Rent Money. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Don't yeah. steal it. Don't steal it. Too late. Um, Don't steal it. Well, like I want to come I up with a thing called Rent it. Money, and literally all the clothes would just pay my rent. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we talked about that. It's like help seriously. fund my life, then, yeah. please. Right, I'm yeah. begging you. So then we had Lawn Chair Youth. We had Retire Young. Uh, we had Far From the Lazy. Like. Like there's like all of these kind of like concepts, and I'm terrible at drawing, so like I would have to like throw ideas to Zach, and he would come up with yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and then we were gonna do a Carlisle Banks, like it's like a, uh, cause he goes by Joe Banks, you know, mm-hmm. his little alter ego yeah, that yeah. he does. Um, and with Joe ba- Carlisle Banks, that 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 just sounds like an Alexander Wayne or something like. It sounds like something expensive. I was going to be like yeah. some alligator skin suit. <laughs> something we could never do. That would be Alibaba for sure. <laughs> no, totally. Some like boots yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Those, what are those? Carly Banks? You know, yeah. Which no is one- why I appreciate Tim so much is because he drives my creative. Like He, he scratches that itch for me. It's yeah. like he's always pitching me, hey, why don't we try this? Why don't we do this? And. You mentioned it too about learning Illustrator. Illustrator was such a curve for me, and oh, I prefer man. Illustrator over Photoshop. Oh, for sure. But same thing. You got a drawing pad. Yeah. Same. I threw that thing away. I'm like, dude, f I, that. Like it. You you would have to sit there and draw a line, and then go back and like fix the line. It's like, why not just go through first and make the line correct? It's because <laughs> even with, I mean, with modern technology now, with like iPads and stuff, like I, I work with an iPad now, mm-hmm. but I didn't have that before. And yeah. I couldn't afford one of those like super expensive Cintiq pads mm-hmm. that were like super precise. Like I was working with a Wacom that you can't like visually see anything on the pad. You're yeah. just kind of like ghostly. All right. Well, but here's it's, not, start. it's not quite calibrated to it's what not. you see on screen. It's so. not. So it, and it always lags and like gets you off. It's like, no. Unless you buy the $800 one that has the yeah. screen yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Which like, no, no one buys. I sell like three at Best Buy in my like almost three years yeah. of working there. Just because I've people seen, came in one. Yeah, I've seen like the big ones that like the animators and stuff that like Adult Swim use. Mm-hmm. And um, might as well buy Surface, the big Surface Studio. Yeah. 
Yeah. See, now I have an iPad Pro that I work on. And um, I'm able to go in like Procreate or Illustrator or whatever on there and draw whatever I want to, but I still bring it into Illustrator and redo the line work mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's never perfect. I bet your I bet your tattoo artists, our tattoo artists, they all do the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He drew iPad. he drew this whole thing. My tattoo artist drew the whole thing on iPad. Yeah, that's how that's how Rizzo's done. And uh, same thing with Ryan. I'll tell them like, all right, this is what I want. They bring it up on their iPad. Yeah, they it's kind like of, why waste paper? Like you yeah. can literally sketch with a pencil on there. And, and they can like modify perfect. it to like specific ways they yeah. want. They can shrink, enlarge yeah. certain things, whatever, make it to where it's like perfect to where they want to do. Mm-hmm. If it's like their design, or if it's like what the uh, person wants, whatever. So. It, Makes yeah. it so much easier. Like the way they used to do it back in the day is just like so obsolete. Like draw with a highlighter, a red pencil, right? And yeah. Then put a piece of paper over it, and like draw a black, and then scan it in. Yeah. It's like I hate designing. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Which and now it's so much easier. There's the only time where I think like doing the old school like scan thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever listen to my my album channel forty six? It's been a long time. It's okay. You can say no. Anyway, um, no. That masterpiece was made up. <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> uh, uh, I took the photo of that album at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. They have an old TV, and uh, I went to Forty Six and took that. And on the back of it, my parents had a bunch of old blank VHSs. Mm-hmm. So I stacked them. Oh, I remember that. And I, remember I that. took that photo, and then I gave it to Zach. And Zach literally went home and wrote all the names of the songs multiple ways in different hand styles and then scanned them in and then put them in Illustrator, corrected them, and then made them on top of the VHS. Even made labels for them. Like, he's, he's, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. To me, I'm like, you're, you're like a god. I I still do that, though. I don't have, I don't own a scanner. Tim does now, but. Even the mochi stuff is drawn, and I'm not even like a great artist. Don't ask me to draw anything. But I can sketch something on a piece of paper and then go over it in Sharpie, Mm -hmm. take a picture with my phone, and then vectorize it in Illustrator and make it what I want. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I can do it. Illustrator, I'm. You have all the tools. There's like a full line of tools that you can just play with. And there's still things to this day that I'm learning. And it's crazy. There's endless amounts of crazy stuff in that, that application. So. I was going to mention you. So you know how there's that water whipping Evan kid that got really big in Birmingham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's 17 still, mm-hmm. and he's making more money than all of us. I don't even know who this is. He's the guy who shot the YBN Namir video. He's yeah, Anyway, so he, for example... But we don't I, care about money anyway. <laughs> but just, just to kind of put in... It's kind of like to put in perspective. Like, for example, like we have all those tools now. Mm-hmm. So I put in the same perspective of that when I was 17 years old, just like kind of like with Water Whip and Evan, he um, like shout out to him, though. Like, I mean, yeah. he, he got out of Birmingham. He just moved to Cali off at 17 years old See, and built an empire of doing videos for people, doing all this stuff. Mochi, will you get off the table? And <laughs> and the reason that like I'm very envious of him because when I was 16, 17 years old, could you go into the nearest Best Buy and buy a decent camera? No. No way. No. Like there's no It's because the most decent camera now is all equipped in our phones. Yeah. It's and decent enough to make quality content. You have all the apps yeah. in the app store that you could use to even start to edit video. 24 megapixels was like <laughs> was like what like Hey, Nine, like nineteen twenty two thousand dollars. Henry's nice new camera has seven. You, you know what I had when oh, I was sixteen? 
a D40X. I had a... And it was 12 megapixels. I had a, a... I had a Rebel. It just said Rebel. Yeah. It, it didn't even say anything on it. My parents bought it because they wanted to take pictures because someone probably scanned them from Best Buy. Yeah. And, uh, and then after I did, like, the first, like, Carlisle Jones videos with the... Or first call-out videos I did with them, I, um... I I bought a T5i because I had Scooter Lee shoot my music videos and oh my gosh and uh, uh, and I was tired of paying money for videos so I had uh, I bought a T5i which is better than what Scooter's camera was he was shooting me with T3i yeah god damn all right well welcome back Hayden Jesus Christ I was trying to be like discreet (laughs) inconspicuous buying a a camera like a T5i though is even even T5i which is what mean you are on right now. Yeah. That T5i like only looks pretty decent because I have a decent lens on it. But like that camera still is not even good enough to today's standards to do yeah. like content on. Mm-hmm. Like so but if I had that camera back in like 2012 my videos would I would oh, I yeah. would have been like totally. incredibly looking. Like I would mm-hmm. I would I would have done everything like I, I would probably have been doing videos and not even working at Best Buy if that was like the case. Yeah, like for sure. And then, and you have a better camera than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, like, are you, are you Sony or Canon? I can't remember. Yeah, I sold, I sold my Canon. I actually sold my camera to my boss. Okay. So like, I still use it at work, and I, I still have the ability to like go out and use it or whatever. But I just like stepped out of video and photo, and I was like. Mm. I, just I mean, it's less work to do for sure. Yeah, I mean, I still take like product photos and stuff, but just, yeah, I figured I needed to focus on one hobby and make it into like a, a business than just. Mm-hmm. But that's like that's my stuff. similarity personally to like y'all doing like screen printing and yeah. doing like Adobe. Yeah, I'm like I can't imagine I can't imagine being sixteen, seventeen, eighteen right now, and like I can literally save up like seven hundred to a thousand dollars and i can get like a camera to do Mm -hmm. and uh and we talk about this on podcasts all the time i used to do my rap songs i used to do all my videos with a little 10 megapixel point and shoot which says 10 megapixels but it's not really and like freaking zach had the big camcorder that he Mm -hmm. used to do with like for like skate videos and stuff like that, and he was doing like great oh, GL, GL one. It, it was GL2. my brother's, and I would use it without his permission. That was it VX one thousand Sony, and it, it was you have like the Death Islands. Yeah, Dude, and so it cool. recorded to these little tapes, <laughs> and yeah. then we had to transfer the. T- well, I worked at Vest, uh, the skate park, and it was perfect yeah. because I would film those guys every yeah. day. Freaking! I just remembered you. Said- talking about big camcorders and stuff like that people doing skate videos and i remember seeing every now and again you'd see skate videos yeah but you'd see the dudes filming with the skate cameras yes. or whatever and how sometimes they'd be on a board with like gigantic yes. cameras or even some of the smaller ones and yeah. i'm like dude the early age of action sports cameras yes. are so cool and there's still people using these cameras and capitalizing on them oh, so yeah. there's like vintage all yeah it's there's cool. like it's like really the cool. newer supreme video that came out like all the kids skating and stuff that's filmed on like a vx 1000 the sony camera yeah so like all of these skateboarders are still using these old that's cameras insane, and they're skating man. in like old yeah. style clothes and they're like going back to like the late 90s skateboarding mm-hmm. it's all like coming it's back, man. it's weird it's weird how Jonah it kind of just it. like yeah, it's, Jonah it's, Hill. it's the whole Jonah nostalgia Hill check it out it's really also good. like people want to capture this like vintage style that was just like kind of influenced like generations to come and yeah. like yeah that kind of thing I, I love it because I remember <laughs> filming with friends and being like, "Yeah, oh, we need a better camera." Like we gotta stop using these tapes and like it. 
do like say you want to like play back on a tape or something you like mess it up like that happens so many times you yeah. lose footage yeah, it's like a band so, band's the same thing yeah. we need better we need amps and better guitars I, double, I feel like, I feel like and then now everybody's going back to like the tape days mm-hmm. and those cameras are so cool and you can do so many things with them and like they still have like the death lenses and stuff you can go oh, like adapt yeah. and this shoots Dude. in 4k and 60 frames that's what i was gonna yeah. say i see i still see people like using those giant cameras but then i see like official official like uh, accounts whatever and they'll just be filming people skateboarding on like the iPhone X and yeah. I'm just like yeah. that's uh, for like any of those accounts that's all you need yeah <laughs> but like to get that vintage style that's like to make it look specific for that whatever I love that yeah. I love that I, old I, style yeah I love the old but style but at the same personally. time you know I can take my I can take my iPhone XS and uh, then put a VHS filter yeah. on it if I want to. Or you could just download an <laughs> app to make all your photos look really bad, and then it still looks yeah. really cool. Or right. I can, yeah. or I can just take my ADD, put it on my, uh, I'm put it on my Ronin, uh, mm-hmm. my just Ronin M, and put my fisheye lens on it, and then put a VHS. Are video filter. files flat, Dustin? <laughs> uh, 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 there's depth, so no, they're not flat. <laughs> If you open a video I file, that was it's, a it's, it's minutes long. So if you can put minutes and seconds into a flat form, then I don't think that it would work. It depends on which way you're pointing the camera. If it was physical. <laughs> Do we exist? If, vir- if virtual information. <laughs> if virtual information. Are, are we, we are, living a dream? Are we living in a simulation? Are we living in a dream? No. Are we living I don't on a get dream? Off, I don't want to get off topic, but since somebody brought that to the to the forefront, like that <laughs> reality is a simulation, <laughs> I can't sleep anymore. And I was, <laughs> I'm dead. And I was like, you know, I, the more I see people, the more I see like, there was a, a whole, uh, we're going off topic, we don't got to go into this, but I, if are we living in a simulation? Probably. And that's all I'm going to leave it at. Whoa, what? <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, bro. I'm with Tim. And on the simulation one. is flat, and it's also inside the earth. What is earth if it's a simulation? Round. <laughs> but it's also flat. It can be flat and round. But is it, is it spherical? It's, it's is round it, in shape. But it's, it's spherical. It's, it's, flat, it's flat in theory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's flat and, cu- and, and, and square. Squarular. <laughs> It's like, it's like, yeah. It's flat and square. When, when will we get the first flat uh, <laughs> gaming system? I'm tired of these. They're all flat. No, they're not. They're all flat. They're all square. Have you ever heard about the game sphere? <laughs> it's spherical. It's spherical. Hey, do you got a game We're getting off subject. Anyways. I want to bring it back to clothing because we did a bunch of LCY stuff and it took off, but it never hit like big. Yeah. Uh, my brother and his wife, they do like uh, wedding photography mm-hmm. or wedding videography on the side. He mm-hmm. still he still works a full-time job, but they're in the transition of switching over to do that full-time. Okay. Would you see yourself doing I think that's full-time? I think that's the, it, it's been my goal for a long time mm-hmm. just to kind of do it on my own. But I feel like with any aspiring musician or brand owner or whatever, you always need a backup. Right. So like for me working at Chase Base, I funnel a lot of my money and time from there into not time really, just money. But I funnel a lot of my money that I make there into the brand. So like say I didn't meet my personal goal in a month to make like three grand or whatever and i needed to buy a set of t-shirts if i was four hundred dollars short i would just pull from my savings right. and just you know buy some yeah. t-shirts and make some money on top of it so a lot of that money is just kind of funneled within itself i never actually use it unless i need it for an emergency mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say that i i make money 
I do, but I don't ever use it, so I never see it. Right. I I'll make three grand and I spend three grand on merchandise and then mm-hmm. just keep selling and selling. And at the end of the year, I'll have like, okay, cool, I made this amount. Well, I never really saw it. So mm-hmm. same with camera gear. Yeah. Every every video I made so far, because you know I did a lot of videos this year. Yeah. All that money I bought new gear. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't pocketed any of that money. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So like I feel I feel for anybody that needs to um, grow and actually capitalize on what they're doing. Um, you just got to pour as much as you can, like energy and money into whatever it is and just like let it do its thing. Because without me having my job, my full-time job, then I don't think Okie Doke would still be like thriving. So you're in a dream. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> living, no, it's a simulation. A I'm living in a simulation of and my own man, dream. It makes me upset. I'm a big t-shirt guy and I have no t-shirts from you. I never even had a neck deep shirt at the point. <sighs> That's so awesome. Somewhere. Oh, no, I, they're at my parents' house. I don't want to false advertise. I want to. <laughs> I want to get an Okie Doke shirt. Okay, cool. Uh, hey, but he actually goes to Big Cartel and he buys an actual neck deep merch. That I don't know. Band. I don't think that I. I think that I took the, the website down. It might still be there. I don't know. That was real cool. I have a little brain sticker. I remember it was on a landing page for a long time while you were in the transition of switching. Oh what yeah. Was be what? Yeah. I'm like, well, when's it coming back? What's the deal? Yeah. What's what's going on? I had a lot of people ask, like, hey, like, what are you going to do? Like, when are you doing this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of burnt out. And then finally, I was like. It was a big hit. It really was. It was. It was a big thing. Um, I had a lot of people buy it from here. Like, it was more of a a local support than anything. Mm -hmm. I don't really make a lot of sales. I feel like the the timing was right. The designs Mm -hmm. were right. The name was Uh, right. Like, everything was right. Yeah. And it was like, like, I had drums. I played drums. And, like, I had a lot of friends that were in bands and stuff. And, um, I played for uh, The Rumor for a while. Uh, dude, I remember that. So, like, I would practice with them. I played one show, That's and it was crazy. with... I just... Go I can't remember the band name. We played at Matthews. It was uh, Scream Out Loud. Was that the band? Scream Out Loud. Scream the Prayer. It was a Scream the Prayer. <laughs> yeah, we Not played Scream the Matthews Prayer. Bar and Grill. <laughs> were they a big band? They were a pretty big band, but they were like one of those like bands that were like tour around. It's like, oh, this band's coming to play. They weren't like they were I like My Children, My Bride, but not as big. Yeah, I think I remember like, that band. MC and B like wants to think they're big, but they're really not that big. They were for what genre? What they were. Yeah. Other than that, they weren't. And big. in like kind Mitchell of Davis Alabama, made that band big. Do what? It's true. Mitchell Mitchell Davis Davis made it's that Dave big. Matthews. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's, it's Mitchell Davis. Yeah, no, for real. Mitchell Davis made it big. I yeah. think so. Yeah. That's the second Wings on Integrity music video. <laughs> there was oh a second God. one. Yeah. There, oh. Yeah. So there was the original one, and then they did another one with him because they were yeah. like, oh, he he mentioned that he wanted some um, MCMB cologne because and, and, like, and it was yeah. stupid. So dumb. What a time. Because I've been doing like videos so much for like a lot of people in the scene yeah. lately, and like the hip hop scene, these people have no clue what what YouTube like. They have no clue about YouTube. So like you know how I've been doing like yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah like he, he just started in June yeah so he accumulated all this so fast in June he's oh, so I didn't know that yeah Stop. he Hold started in June. This kid, this 18-year-old kid from in six oh, months. Oh, he said he wants to be on the podcast. In six months, he's accumulated, cool. what is it, a million followers on Instagram? No, 834, I think, when a I checked today. Yeah. So I remember like being on Facebook randomly, probably six months ago, and seeing a video of him like randomly pop up, 
And it was like him and like Walmart, like punching yeah. Lay's bags, like oh, chip bags. So good. Dude, so good and I laughed so hard. And Emily rolls over and she's like, What are you laughing so hard about? And I'm like, Look at this video, look. And it's just him like being so funny in Walmart. I'm like, that is hilarious. And like for some reason it made me giggle like so hard for him to like punch the chip bags. I don't know why. It's, it was just so just, funny. And, and then I was like, okay, cool. No. And I just never saw him again. And then I didn't see him again until you posted about him. I was like, oh, he's doing music. And I saw his page and I'm like, what? It's, it's crazy. He has more videos and I haven't seen them. So I went through all of them. Like I, I clicked to the right of like Instagram where you can like scroll to the videos. <laughs> yeah. And I just didn't stop. I just went straight through I, them. Dude. Them all. Tim, and Tim, we've hung out with him a couple of times. Now it's I found crazy. Out he's from here. Yeah. What? It's yeah. crazy. Tim had talked to me about like hanging out with him a couple of times, and he was over here at the house like yesterday. I want to say. Yeah. Um. And Tim was talking about. He was like, "It's crazy how he can just like turn that off, like him being funny, yeah. just to go back to a normal kid." And he demonstrated it so clearly when you guys were eating Chinese food, or whatever. I had just woken up. I walked upstairs. They were eating Chinese, and I was just like, "Oh, what's up? Oh, damn! Y'all got Chinese food." Like he, what did he say? He turned it on. He was like, "Oh yeah, man, bro." And then he was all like, "But well, my belly already so fat, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this." He just turned it on like that. Like he went from just like, "Yeah, man, it's pretty good." And he just went. That's like, how comedians are. Though. He just you have went to be so, so wild. quick. And I was like, seeing him transform to a normal yeah. kid who's just like so Chinese funny. is good to his comedic voice. Oh my God. So I told. I, I wasn't ready. I told him, <laughs> "Hey, I asked him. I was like, you want to be on a podcast? We talked about you last week, and I showed him the clip. And he goes, yeah, I'll definitely.' I, he goes, I'm down to do that. And I was like, are you going to do it like full character? Or are you going to be like, are you going to go oh back and forth? How do you want to do it? Or would you rather do like a one on one interview right. like that? Uh, and he, and I, I'm just going to talk to him a little bit more about it because I mean, but I told him I was like, we shoot for like an hour. So I mean, you having to be slat for an hour, right? Might break you. <laughs> like, well, I'd like, yeah, no, we'll get questions for him if he's yeah. wanting to do it. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it like full on. So, because I think he would have like a really good conversation, but like some people don't know that, like some people I'm don't just know. At but anyway, he's funny. He makes me laugh all yeah, the time. Yeah, I wasn't so. prepared for how funny the kid could be, but I mean, I watched some of his videos and I was like, all right. Some of his stuff, it makes me, reminds me of, like, the stuff that Odd Feature would do, like, in public oh, yeah. way back in the day. And what was Water the show squad? they had? Yeah. And Speaking I was like, of, I, was like, I have the, the Adult Swim app on my uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And me and Emily have been going back and forth and, like, watching all of the old Loiter Squad videos. And they're so funny. They are I forgot good. how funny that show was. It just reminds me of old Loiter Squad. And, like, and uh, he just has, like, such a, like an eye for, like, and the way he acts for, like, today's, like, I don't want to sound old internet humor yeah <laughs> he, he nails it to a t and just like kind of like i feel like uh he just does it so well i his his style uh we have a friend we, i know you heard on the last one called uh the one with philip where we talk about stisher stories yeah mm-hmm. so stisher is a genius in in my opinion when it comes to humor because he is so witty and so funny mm-hmm. but his my favorite slogan of his is he goes I'm not always funny, but I always I'll throw out eight jokes and I just need one to hit, mm-hmm. and that's how I think Slat is in mm-hmm. the same way. He makes a video that's full of random little small clips, mm-hmm. and he only needs one of those to like really make you laugh. Oh yeah. 
to like get you. Like so the punch in the chips, that's the part you gravitate towards. Oh yeah. His new sure. one where like he's like by the trash can and yeah. him jumping out of the car and dancing is my favorite part of that. But some people like the tricks yeah. is for dickheads. Like oh, yeah. my God. God. people people like yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff. That's yeah. the that's the thing because whenever you would see internet um like personalities who are comedians be like popular on like either uh, Twitter or Vine, whatever mm-hmm. they'd make like f- twenty vines like yeah. a day or a week, whatever. Yeah. But only maybe one of them would go like viral, and it'd be everywhere yeah. for, like, on Facebook and Twitter yeah. and stuff like that. So like, but the fact that he can make like several funny things, whatever. Like you said, only needs one of them to be like really, really good. Yeah. So the more content you put out, like the better chances you have. I uh I and also like he he's um he's really good with like budgeting and like figuring like the way to like maneuver like i like to a point where i i don't even know if i was his age would be able to do it like Mm -hmm. uh to promote our video that we did he would put out a video uh a video after that video for like uh for like a couple hours and then delete the video Mm -hmm. so all the people were coming into the the, his instagram Mm -hmm. and then clicking on our video and then Going to the link, it's already over 500k views on YouTube. By oh, the way, wow, that's gonna be my first video to hit a million views, and like that's like that's cool, that's pretty like, wild. Yeah, yeah, I never, never in my life, you know, obviously, I would think, yeah, that I would have a video a that do that, you know, it's ridiculous. And like, I mean, you heard on the last podcast, he's probably gonna go do a song, or he's gonna go do a song with like Uzi. I saw that, yeah, yeah, yeah I heard about that. So he, he's doing, he's gonna do a song with Uzi. I told, and I, when he came over yesterday, I told him, I was like, look. If Luzi, if you need help bringing him here, I mean, I can help him fly here. We can fly to him. We can drive to him. I'm I'm down to take off work to go do that mm-hmm. because that's that's an experience that, it, that money that. can't express. Yeah, like, exactly. Money isn't worth anything to me to be able to do mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Experience is, is the best. You can't, like, general. yeah. What was it somebody told me one time? Is like I money is like, is, like, is, like, Material things, whatever, but like memories are forever. Mm-hmm. So, for oh, sure. that time I shot Lil Uzi Vert, yeah, like you know, yeah. no, no, nobody can replace yeah. that. Yeah, right. We, I'll take off work to go to that with you guys. <laughs> I mean, you can. If you I'll just to. be chilling. Yeah, who's that guy? I'll do nothing. He, I mean, you're the, you're the Blair for, Witch guy nah, in the corner. Nah. Yeah, I'll be the Blair Witch guy <laughs> in the project. I'll be the taco of fucking... meat. What? No. <laughs> Taco from Odd Future. He don't do shit, but look at him now. He's a DJ. Oh. Dude, he has a... Taco actually has a sneaker for the NBA. I know. I've seen it, and I was like, that's an like, ugly that's sneaker. That's crazy yeah. to think, like, being, like, a person who is just a personality. Mm-hmm. He never really did anything to begin with. Now, Jasper, I don't know what he does. I'll be that guy. I don't know what Jasper does. I think he just hangs out. They were just the, they were just those, those other guys in yeah. Odd Future, you know, for a while. They rapped, kind of. Yeah. Or they Anyways. just like share the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personality. I mean, at the same time, personalities like you literally. So when you, you think of Odd Future, you don't think of just one person. You mm-hmm. think of a group of people. We, um, I, I'm, man, I'm so glad this is like a clothing episode. I, I saw the other day on Say Cheese where they're talking about uh, Jim Jones and uh, Jewel Santana, which, mm-hmm. if anyone doesn't know who that is, that's two of the rappers from the big group Dipset that had Cameron and all of them in it. Mm-hmm. And, they talk about back in the day where Supreme gave both of those people ten grand each to promote Supreme. I think Whoa. I'm remembering this right. And then that's what—that's pretty big. I, 
Yeah, who who better like, to boost? It's yeah. kind of the turning point, right? Yeah, like, it's insane. I mean, because what they were a skateboard company, right? Supreme. Was? Uh, yeah, skateboard. And like now a, they're sure. definitely not. It was just I mean, like a, kind of like a, a, yeah. Now it's definitely pop culture. It was just streetwear, streetwear, hype yeah. beastie streetwear yeah, stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. So when you think of like resale value and like things that are like, oh, I need that. I'm oh, that S doesn't look right. That S doesn't look right. no, you look at like resale on like classic Supreme stuff on. it's stupid, man. Yeah. Like exactly. some of the early Supreme stuff? Yeah, early Supreme stuff is like early Thrasher stuff. Yeah. And then Thrasher made a big comeback with like celebrities wearing their crap. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's, you know, like a, like a, I, th- I mean, like people in pop culture now, like Post Malone wears like Asking Alexandria shirts. Yeah. Uh, F- Future wears a black flag shirt, which he has no clue who that is. <laughs> um, just like people like that. And then like you have like people like Juice World and yeah. and all of them now they're like trying to like scream in their music and then obviously Travis they go, Scott wearing he wears like Exodus shirts and Pantera shirts and I don't I don't know yeah. if he actually listens to that or he just kind of likes the aesthetic the of, of old death metal. A lot metal. of those like old like like Metallica shirts and stuff like that like you can find those in Target and you can mm-hmm. find them in like, like so did Justin Bieber down. yeah oh yeah yeah the purpose tour crap yeah it's yeah. true <laughs> my friend that. Kika bought a. Per- a Bought that hoodie. Yeah, that, that, uh, he just thought it looked sick. And, and he <laughs> yeah. goes, "Dude, this looks sick." And then he goes, "Dude, that's a Justin Bieber hoodie." He goes, and what? he's like, "I gotta burn this now." <laughs> no, purpose tour. No, yeah, they they sold all the purpose tour stuff like back into H and M. I remember like seeing. It, I was like, "What?" And H and M has has gotten in trouble for like doing. Dude, they've been selling they, so do, many designs lately. Do, 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 I follow a few designers they, where they've like called them out. Did they, did they did like the, I remember seeing them a long time ago. They had like the Taco Bell run, and I was like, "Is Taco Bell cool with you guys doing this?" Shit? Oh, I remember seeing that. Alert yeah. the sky. And I was like, <laughs> "Why do I remember stuff like that?" It blows my mind. like that. Because... No, Alert the Sky had a Burger King shirt mm-hmm. <laughs> that said "Alert the Sky." <laughs> Gideon had the Big Al shirt. That's all I remember. <laughs> a lot of bands. I'm so mad we couldn't make those Billy Mays shirts. The original Billy Mays shirt, so I had I made you design where it had Billy Mays. Well, yeah, I mean I understand why they turned us down. Are we gonna talk about <laughs> Magic City Hardcore Fest, or should we just skip over it? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's wrap back into uh, talked about. We talked music. a little bit about so Dustin's original uh, brand, Neck Deep, and then there was the Magic City Hardcore Fest, which he was gonna promote that at. And we talked a little bit about venues and like. Cave Nine, which eventually turned into like the certain crowd for the Forge, which the Forge was a DIY venue downtown Birmingham, pretty sketchy area of Birmingham at the point. Um, but it was like the go-to like DIY venue at the at the moment. Probably on my favorite venue of all time, next to the Firehouse. For sure. But then at some point, and I remember uh, when what, what year was this? Twenty thirteen. 2013. I, I want to say. I don't think there's a date on it. There's it just, not a date. Um, I think it was days, 2013. Did, did they ever do it two days, or it was just one day? It, it was, was two. It was two days. days. Yeah. two days. It was a whole weekend. I would only go to the first day. I think that I only went to no. I went, I to, went to both days. I went to the first day. I remember leaving my table because the Mongoloids played. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember leaving played. my table during the Mongoloids and like chanting, and then God, I'm so glad you like the Mongoloids. I love the Mongoloids, but I don't remember. I, let's I've say seen, I've seen them a lot. I saw them at Green Cup after. Um, Cave Nine. I also saw them at Cave It's Nine crazy, too. man. Because I want to go ahead and say, let's just say for the time, I feel like it was 2013 because my friends in the band, or my friend Noah, 
at the time, he was living with his former band, his first band, in an apartment altogether in 2013, I want to say. So I want to say it was. And they used the dates April 26th, April 27th, which happened to fall on the day that Alabama was hit by like several horrible tornadoes at the time. Oh, in yeah. 2011. Right, in twenty in twenty eleven, but this didn't come until twenty thirteen. I want this to say. was out of high school, so yeah, this had to be twenty thirteen. Yeah, at least. and uh, the DIY venue for the Forge, they had like a. It was supposed to be like he originally the guy who booked it booked like a lot more bands than the uh, poster we're looking at. Like a handful of bands had to drop. Like I want to say Fire and Ice had to drop. Yeah, the Beautiful Ones had to drop. Like a couple more just dropped whatever because they just couldn't make it. And, uh, like Birmingham at one point had, we were working on having like a big hardcore fest. It was going to be like an annual thing mm-hmm. and it was going to be really cool. And this was our first go- year of going at it. And like, he booked like a lot of bands for at the time were the hardcore bands at the time, like the headlining bands, uh, was foundation, uh, for one day, death before dishonor for the other day or death before dishonor on the same day, the mongoloids. And then on the next day, bitter end brace war. And a local band that we we all love called All In, mm-hmm. a bunch of bands dropped. Apparently, not as many people showed up as was expected. I remember Daniel. I remember like Daniel calling me like, "Hey, can you meet me at the mall like parking lot?" And um, I need a hundred dollars from you so we can you know whatever. So I had to pay. I think it was hundred bucks to like then there. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. So like I remember him like being like oh like kind of sketched out about like how this was gonna go. Cause I remember it being like, wasn't it gonna be at Zydeco before? Yeah. Or something. It I'm was, glad it was at the Forge. It start I feel like it started out he was like he couldn't work out with the day of the Forge because there was gonna be a show there originally and yeah. they couldn't book that day. Yeah. So at some point they were just like, okay, we'll book one day at the fire or the forge, the next day at Zydeco. And then for whatever reason, they just moved both days to the forge. Thank God they did that because yeah. a, 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 a fest at two different venues, two different days. Oh yeah, that would have been even worse for yeah. them. Yeah. But they ended up booking it at like the same venue, the forge, both days. But anyways. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? By the mm-hmm. way, uh, it was definitely 2013. 2013. Uh, mm-hmm. Mongoloids broke up on the 2014 and April 17th. Yep. So, RIP. Yeah. So that was that's their last tour. So it and it wasn't part of this. So it was definitely yeah. 2013. Because I remember it's like them them like pretty much yeah yeah calling it quits. So you meet up with him. You give him a hundred dollars mm-hmm. to to vent yeah. at this. Is, did he express to you, "Hey, all these people are dropping off"? Do you know at this point? No, I didn't know anything about it. I just remember that um, one of my friends started a clothing brand. It was a uh, Brotherhood Apparel, mm-hmm. and that was the backwards B that you see right next to the logo. And uh, I remember like being super like um, I guess like anxious about it because I'm like, wait, okay, I'm a small clothing brand from Birmingham that really no one knows about that's going to come here. And it's in front of like all these other bands that like I like and enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, this is weird. But it was like my first time vending. I had like this tiny little table and I had like a, a tie dyed um, like tapestry thing that I had from like middle school that I like laid over the table and just like put all my shirt designs and stuff out. And I think mm-hmm. right next to me, they sold the, um, the shirt for the Majesty hardcore fest, mm-hmm. which was um, one of the dudes I used to skateboard with. He made the shirt design and has like all the bands and stuff that yeah were playing and like a bunch of bands ended up dropping, which is unfortunate. But like, still, both days are very very solid. Like for at the time, like I said, like the headlining bands for both days at, for both days at the time, solid bands, but not as many people 
showed up as like there wasn't that many people as he would have liked like collectively felt like like collectively it felt like a normal hardcore show for each day which was fine but that was also kind of the downfall of like having it be a annual uh hardcore fest because it it did not happen the following year well it was hard too because it wasn't really established i mean you know like it takes a year yeah it takes a few years to establish yourself so like the first year when we did style driven not a lot of people showed up, mm-hmm. but we got so much media coverage and things to post throughout the year mm-hmm. to help, you know, the following year. And our last time doing it, it was a huge hit. Do you right. know how much um, he lost off of this? I'm not sure, but I if, heard... if you had to pay the venue, you had to pay all these bands what they wanted. He he definitely came out of pocket for sure. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Because these these aren't like big bands but like foundation is huge yeah for for who they were i think for who they were in hardcore they're huge death before dishonor was huge in hardcore um cold hearted's now pretty huge or was um a lot of these bands were really big brace war was big just because of like they didn't play that many shows either they didn't they didn't the two times that i saw them i was only there to see brace war yeah that's on um the but, song um, that they and say, then, is it called Brace War? Is it so it's an, um, it's an intro. Yeah, it's an intro. Song. And then like Bitter End was from, and like some of the, a, a lot of these bands were just from completely from out of town, of course. And it's just like I heard specifically one band that headlined. Uh, he paid like a ridiculous amount for one band, and they didn't have to come that far. And the only reason they paid, they came to the fest was to get paid, play a short set, and then leave. So it's like he kind of paid a band way more than they should have gotten paid. Yeah. So I feel like once I heard that, I was like, man. He should have only done one day and should have done half, yeah. the, half the people. Yeah. Um, it's also hard to get all of these bands together in, in one like weekend anyways. And I kind of feel for the reason why Sloss Fest isn't a thing anymore. Right. It's like the first year was great. So that's the second year is like, all right. Third year is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are these bands? Why are you bringing them in? Now and then tower creator yeah. just randomly in there. See, it's like what? So like, what's going on here? It's like, how are you paying these people? And you're having like half the people show up. Like, there's nobody there. That's like, what I how are seen. you paying for this? I remember seeing pictures because of I it. know how much it is to rent out sauce, and it's not cheap. Of course, for a that's, wedding, that's it's like in the twenty thousand dollar range. They dropped ticket it, sales yeah. like a year in advance. Yeah. So like, for them to not be established, it's a super cool idea. Have a fest at Sloss. All these cool bands are coming. But you have to have some legit headliners come in. Yeah. So like for someone to come in and do a Majesty Hardcore Festival in Birmingham, first off, it's Birmingham. It's not Atlanta. It's not Nashville. That's what I was going to bring that's up. That's your first thing. So that's why it's hard for us to do like car shows and stuff here. It's like, who wants to go to Birmingham? The roads suck. It's still being established as a, like a, as a city. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to eat. Now there is. So yeah. maybe now's the time to do it. Right, that yeah. That's true. And like, but I, was... I feel like all these, all these companies or all these, um, uh, like booking people or whatever they're trying so hard to like get all these like crazy cool people out but they're like shooting so low mm-hmm. you need like little Uzi. you need like yeah. you need like do a rolling loud here or you need to do whatever like it doesn't need to be like this like small stuff and try to make some and that's what i was right gonna there. think i was like because whenever somebody was like oh birmingham's gonna have their own hardcore fest and i was like i was so hyped about it but i was like after seeing like certain areas around the country having hardcore fest, I was like, yeah. it seems natural for California to have yeah. a hardcore fest. Yeah. It feels natural for like New York and like Jersey and Pennsylvania, yeah. and now even like Tampa is even going on their like fifth or sixth year of a hardcore fest. But I was like, those are states and scenes where I feel like those 
have a lot of people, yeah. have a lot of bands come yeah. out of those areas. So it feels natural for those places to have yeah. fest. And like Birmingham has like tons of local support, of course, mm-hmm. but like nationwide, it feels like it's a lone city. It's not nearly as popular, yeah. but like There's not for, a lot coming out. We had the right. BJCC for people like Jay Z. Yeah, <laughs> right. It. Yeah, and it's like it's got. funny to see that even Gideon didn't play this, but they weren't they weren't nearly the powerhouse they were now that they were that big as that's, they are now. That's to very play true. This. He couldn't afford to pay him. He could just pay himself. <laughs> he, yeah, he played. The, <laughs> he the, couldn't pay himself. He but came I out mean, of pocket. Yeah, I don't. It's so weird to like look back on that. And that'll be general. this year to be six years ago today. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be six really years weird. ago. That's crazy, right? But yeah, how old, how old <laughs> yeah. do you feel now, man? No, feel how old are old. you again, by the way? I'm 25. You're 25, yeah. so you and Hayden are the same age. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Mongoloids, though. One of the greatest hardcore bands ever. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm so glad we have them up there. Do we? Yeah. Uh, I hope you understand. <laughs> this Wait, what, was what, your last... No, what is he, what is he saying? He's like... I wanna be, I wanna be, I wanna be. <laughs> and then Zach hates Zach it. Zach hates them. Yeah. Oh good. man, dude, the freaking stomp. I hated them the first time I listened to them. I was like, what the fuck are they? Yeah, what is yeah, this? Stomp in true colors. Oh my god, dude, time trials was mm. my favorite and, song. And if, I also used to play that with my brother, like drums and guitar, like all the time. It was like one of my favorite things to play. And then you like if you go back and listen to like a sort of music, which is mm-hmm. like. 18 minutes it's like professional orchestra music yeah. at the beginning like a disney movie and yeah. it just goes to and you go Whoa, Wilson. It's like, what yeah. is that that is not good yes here <laughs> it's live. just hardcore it's just it's just what it was <laughs> and that's hardcore. why i think that's why people like them is because they like stood out yeah. Plus they were straight edge. I mean, there's like so, Red yeah. Baron. And they, they, they also had their straight vocals. edge following, and then they had like, oh man, that's fucking cool. But they, they, were, they were they were mosh. They were also yeah, like a they mosh were, band. They were, they were some mosh. They they for certain a certain time for hardcore bands, it mattered if you had mosh riffs and if you could sing along. If you had both of those things for like a hardcore band, yeah. most bands you could just, you just mosh where you don't know the fucking lyrics, so you just mosh. Yeah. If you could sing along and you can mosh, and they had like yeah. the riffs, that's the band, man. And Mongoloids at the time was the band, and they man. had a really good lead guitarist. And how cool does it sound? The Mongoloids, because you cool know it's just that? gonna get wild. And then you have a song called Mongo Stomp. Yeah. You just know it's gonna so get wild. Cool. You just know it's gonna be stupid. It sounds and awesome. it's gonna be great. And, and at face value, you're like, damn. And then you press play, and you're like. Press pause and go to a different page. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it. Play, mm, not in it. It's it's not just, it just makes you want to beef up. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like listening to Terror it's, or like listening to like Madball. It's like, how cool does that sound? Like, oh, me yeah, and, me but, and Philip made a little joke band and kind of like we, because uh, Philip was born in Hawaii and uh, I was born in Alabama, so we made Hawaiian Alabama hardcore. As a joke, this really bad, man. And, but we based all of our songs off of like stuff like that. So we had surfs up, aloha, a low, like low in it, and then the bongo stomp. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that 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 doesn't sound as weird as like I saw a band from France play the Forge, and they were called their name was Ultimate, and they were like a beatdown band. Yeah, oh, Ultimate, no, two they, vocalists. Yeah, and what? one of the one of the guitarists on he had like a had a hoodie that said it said either Paris hardcore or French hardcore, and I was like, that sounds 
goofy, but that band was one of the hardest bands I ever oh saw. It, it's like they were so good. That band, it feels like they just like found like a, a CD from like 2006 metalcore in 2014. Like, did you like, did you ever hear like, of a Shattered Realm? I didn't. Well, no. go back and listen to Shattered Realm. They kind of sound like a like Shattered Realm, but they have like. Uh, a European like accent. <laughs> they were they were fun hard. It's really good. I think this it's one a, time it's been a good episode. I saw Freddie Madball spit in a fire marshal's face. Whoa! That's I never got to see him play. That's because I still never got to see Madball play. Really? It was that big. Was that, was that why? It was that. So Cave Nine wasn't a thing anymore. Um, they were trying to have it at the venue. And they were like, ah. Oh. So they had it at some warehouse on South like train tracks in Birmingham somewhere. I can't even remember like where it was. Um. It's like next to Sloth somewhere. And it was a call to preserve, Madball, and, uh, oh man, I can't remember. It was another like Christian, maybe they weren't a Christian. I can't believe you said call to preserve. I remember that. But no, it was, I remember call to preserve opened, and then it starts with an R. Can't remember it. Remember Sammy Jenkins? Was it Roads of, or Nodes of Ravnir? No, it's an older hardcore band. Was it from Birmingham? No. They're, they're well known though. Seventh Star? No. Point of recognition. Ruiner. Ruiner was not Christian. Uh, Ruiner was like everything but. Ah, um, oh, man. I can't remember the name of that band. They're did, so good. Who did your sleeve, um, by the way? Uh, Josh Kaiser from yeah. That's who it was. My friend Hang was talking to me about it because I was trying to remember his name because I was going to look him up. My friend Hang got Kaiser. some uh, some stuff done by him and I was like, I want to get tattooed by him too. Kaiser. Oh, were oh, they on wow. face down? Uh, Probably. No. no, I'm sure that I could look it for up for today. Anyways, <laughs> it was four bands. It was Legion. Legion opened. Call Reserve. The other band, Straight Edge Band, and then it was um, Life Runner. It's not Life <laughs> Anyways, um, and Madball. So all of these bands played, yeah. and they packed out this like it looked like a storage unit when you got inside. It was like super cold. And I remember Madball is about to go on, and these fire marshals rush in with like cops. They're like, "You guys got to get out! You have a fire code. You gotta go! You gotta go!" And we're like, "Oh, what?" And you hear like an altercation outside, and it's Freddie Madball, like the vocalist for yeah. Madball, and he spits in fire marshal's face and goes to jail. Oh I'm pretty sure we were already long gone by then because this is before Green Cup. So there was Cave Nine, mm-hmm. then this short known place for like maybe know two. It. Two, may- two, maybe three shows, and then Green Cup. And that's where I saw Brace played for like the second time, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also saw, um, I can't think of band names for some reason. I'm like, getting old. <laughs> well, you see so many bands, dude. Old timers. It's, it's uh, another shout out to Jay because this is crazy. I'll talk about old shows with Jay all the time, and I'm like, man, we went to this show, we did this, and hung out there. And I was like, Jay, what was that band we saw that one time? And Jay will just remember off the top of his head because Jay has like, a ridiculous memory for stuff like that sometimes. So <laughs> we talk about him enough. We need to get him on the show. I wish. Shout as one of our homeboys, Jay's awesome. I've, I've and it dawned on me that like I, I was like this past week I was like man it's already 2019 and I was like I've known Jay since like 2013. I was like I've known Jay for six years and as much as Jay and I've hung out over the years it doesn't feel like six years. Now are you from PG? From Oak Grove. Oak Grove. OG. Okay, but you still run with some of the PG boys, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to go to Porter Branch. Porter Branch, yeah. Damn. Uh, Chase Etheridge. 
Chase, uh, yeah. Will Smith. Well, he wasn't from... What is Chase doing these days? He's still skating. Well, I mean, we're still... He's in the cars and stuff, so like he's in like our group text. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think I, I mentioned something the other day. Uh, he brought something up about Sprinter vans. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hey, like, you know Zach and Alex and all this stuff. So, like, hey, he's building a Sprinter van. Yeah. He had no idea. But after we moved, uh, my older brother Alex, he got the spot at Skate Shack. So yeah. he he was a yeah. lot closer yeah. with everybody. I remember I like was. going in and like seeing him in his like black emo hair. If <laughs> <And laughs> you like, listen to the podcast, but I was yeah. like, man, that shit is so cool. And yeah, like he, I would hang, I would hang out with like him and like Alan Poole and like skateboard with like Austin Freeman. He was crazy back then. Yeah, That's like the early age of skateboarding for me. Yeah, and it was so much. fun. Because Skate Shack so was that cool. place. We're gonna have Alex on an episode. He's gonna tell the story about the uh, Skate Shack went on a. Not like a tour, but they went to the skate yeah. event, and then they were robbed at gunpoint. I, I've These heard guys the story. Like broke it's into what? their hotel. It's good. This is a stuff. good story. I want. Yeah. I want to hear this. So don't it's nobody. Nobody. We'll let Alex. We're gonna wait till Alex comes on. Yeah. But Alex, Alex, he he grew his hair out really long, and then his senior year, his senior prank, mm-hmm. he they went out on the football field the night before the big rival game with a bunch of weed killer and drew a... So that, the nice. next, so that the next day while the players were playing, there's a big... Well, they got busted. Alex went to boot camp and had to shave his head. Uh, That's when he saw his hair. So I remember that. And then I remember like everyone at Skate Shack shaved their head too. Oh, really? I remember like it was like I know Alan had really long hair. I remember like it was like a thing to do, like shave your head back then mm-hmm. and be like that. So maybe yeah. it was because he shaved his head. Maybe, like, hey, uh-huh. I shaved my head, and everybody's like, "Well, I feel bad. I'll shave." The my head actually, too. that mini ramp uh, yeah. that they had in the back, mm-hmm. that we built that yeah. in our yard. Man, the McCown boys, the McCown yeah. boys getting into some trouble. Yeah, go ahead, get your brother on the next episode. Maybe who knows? Soon He'll sometime. be on the last episode that I'm on. Uh, He's I'm gonna be here for that one. Hell the yeah. big are, are the truck? Are we doing it in the Sprinter? We can. It doesn't matter. I want to do I our final episode to. with him in the spring. That would be really cool. I would man. love to do that. Hopefully, it's not too cold. <laughs> we'll walk out there because we'll I want to show. Up. Yeah, I want to see it. Show him. And I really then see it. I brought your couch cushions to kind of get you started because your couch, we're going on two months. Your couch is sitting in my kitchen and you got to come get it. So I brought the cushions. I don't have a truck. Well, figure it out. Okay. Whenever. Okay. So you ain't going to no, live no, no, there. I was Zach, just going to get what or, I want. Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim, my, my, my car's going to the shop soon for a rental car. So you're going to have the truck? I'm going to have my dad's truck. We might be able to get to the couch. Yes. Hopefully Look soon. Out. Sometime this week, maybe. Who knows? So it all it all works out fine. I didn't want to go drive 40 minutes to get my dad's truck just to do it for three minutes. I mean, minutes I get and- it. But still, every morning, I'm walking, I'm climbing over this couch to make breakfast. <laughs> I, I, I got to do something for three minutes. Mm. Let me move, push your sofa into your couch. We call your I house mean, the shed for a reason. Huh? We call your house the shed for a reason. Well, we ha- we'll have it done You're soon. about to live in a van. Shut I'm up. fine with it, but I don't have a couch in the middle of we, my we van. Also, we also need to get footage of inside Zach's van, because I don't know if we have that yet. We can do that when we do the episode. Yeah, we'll oh, do okay. that. But anyway, cool. Do you Let's have any? Do you, y'all have anything else you want to ask Dustin before we end this episode of the Mochi Mochi oh, podcast? Yeah. And shout out to Dustin for hooking us up with these yeah. six swag. We got an awesome new banner that's going to be up. 
He, you, you won't believe it. He actually loves the Mochi so Mochi podcast cool. so much. He made Mochi a sticker before you Mochi that? was Mochi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look at this. Okay. I will say that this says will Mochi be, right. This will be the <laughs> one and only. I was going to say thing on the van. Cool. This will be it until I slap a hentai sticker on there. <laughs> no, the, the LCY without him knowing the LCY yeah. sticker isn't a weathered. It's not a vinyl. It's just like a sticker. Well, maybe a, I'll a make decal. it. Yeah, it's like this. This will last like. A while. I'm just gonna Hopefully. slap it every year. It's high quality gray. I'm gonna vinyl. put this on my car too. For you're uh, UV coated. Oh, or, does it fade? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what? brother. Oh, okay. You're it's a, a quality sticker. Yeah, I don't know looks, if it's UV coated. Your uh, your brain sticker's still at UAB on that light up there, by the way. Really? Yeah, I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, the I've business seen it. Center. He brings that Dude, up. Dude, okay. Time. So, <laughs> quick story about those stickers. Um, stickerrobot.com. It was uh, a dude that like used to do graffiti and stuff. He screen printed stickers and like made a company out of it. I ordered stickers through him through like a promo special in November where you do you buy a thousand die cut stickers that screen print front and then printed back with like your info and stuff on it for your website. And um, you bought a thousand stickers and got five hundred free. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna oh. buy fifteen hundred of these fucking stickers, God. dude. I had some until. Do you still have some? I don't think I have them anymore. <laughs> but I had so many of those stickers. Yeah. So many that, like, I didn't even sell them. I would just, like, yeah, just, pass them out. That's how I it's had like 700 some. bucks in stickers. Yeah. Or something like that's that. That's how I had I some. Because, like, out. I feel like... It, it, it helped. I feel like... Because, like, hey, here's a business card. Nope, it's a sticker. And you look on the back, and it's got, like, all my... Yeah, if it. you didn't give me any, I feel like uh, Derek Aldridge at one point... Uh, gave, probably. Gave yeah. me some, and, like, everybody had them. I knew. Everybody had those stickers. Such a good investment. Though. That was that was like the logo or like yeah. thing that like made the brand pop. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, "That's cool." Mm-hmm. Some brain dude with it was like unique enough and also like yeah. bright enough to where yeah. it was like you could pick it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And really I just cool. like put it real big <laughs> on the front of a shirt. Yeah, I don't even it think fit I have that a shirt. time of like yeah, weird weird screamo bands. I would that- never do that now. Uh, no, yeah, it's no not sleek enough. It. It's not sleek enough. It's <laughs> yeah. not. It's not aesthetic enough. It's not. The, the I have to. I have to need. show him that uh, that song I'm doing for. Uh, I don't think I even showed you. Dude, I, I did. I was telling him about this. We, oh, we I'll show you after it. the podcast. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, yourself. <laughs> you can find me at www. or find our products at www.okidokebrand.com all together, and then our Instagram is okidokebrand as well. Um, that's really about it. We don't really have any other websites. I want to get on Reddit. I feel like I'll get too. We're venturing into Reddit. We are. Uh, I think I'm about to get into Reddit. Reddit, out, Reddit is like a black hole. <laughs> it, dude, it is. Like I had a Reddit for a while, and I was just like, oh my god, it's like it's like Facebook. You get in there, you're like you'll get on a video, and you just keep scrolling down and like reloading videos. But it's better than Facebook because there's almost nobody on there that you know. Yeah, I want to thank everyone for listening to the Mochi Mochi podcast today. And I want Zach to tell everyone where you can find the Mochi Mochi podcast. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, audio listeners, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google. You can head over to mochipodcast.com. Find everything you need to know about us. We're on Instagram and Twitter, at Mochi Podcast. We also run a YouTube channel. Um, you can find all our videos on mochipodcast.com. Uh, normally, week to week, we answer uh, viewer-submitted questions. So if you have any questions or topics you want to ask us, Head over to mochipodcast.com, click on the Ask Us button, and we'll read it on the next episode. Yeah. And join uh, Linda in the comments. And, uh, <laughs> and 
look for that next week. Mom will answer your pro- your questions on the next podcast, I swear. Anyway, I've been Tim. Next to me has been Hayden. Next to me has been Zach. And with our special guest, Dustin, thank you again for coming on to the Mochi Mochi Podcast. It's been a great episode this week, and I hope y'all all have a great day. And yeah. we love Tim. Yeah, we, we love, love Tim. Tim. Ooh, that was a good one. We love Tim. Ooh, I feel like yeah. Tim. Almost. We love Tim.